0: Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. That is Psalm 91 verses 1 through 2. I am your host, Sandra Flack. Happy New Year. We have officially closed out 2022 and welcomed in 2023. How have you survived the holidays with your kiddos? I've heard from some of you and I know it was hard for some very hard. Uh, We did pretty well at my house. The holidays don't really trigger my boys. Um, They have more of a harder time with large groups of people and our family is large. I have eight kids, uh, and seven grandchildren. But this year, we sort of broke it up into smaller chunks, not intentionally, but um, it's the way it worked out. And it actually worked out for the best, I think. Uh, A few days before Christmas, my husband and I went to my oldest son's, our oldest son's house to bring gifts to four of our grandkids and got to spend a little time with them. Unfortunately, we have an unresolved family conflict, so um, our youngest son was not permitted to join us. Um, He has fetal alcohol spectrum disorder, and um, just the challenges we've been facing kind of caused some problems in our family. So I really can't share the details here, but um, Slava did get to hang out with his Uh, older biological brother Andre, which made him feel pretty special. So I'm counting that as a win. Uh, Most of our other kids joined us for our annual Christmas Eve celebration at our house. Uh, It was a little less crazy with a little less people, which meant it was more enjoyable for my two teenage boys with FASD. So uh, then Christmas morning was just my husband and I and the two boys. And then um, our daughter, Anna, who lives nearby, um, she came over to open her gifts. Um, and then my, I have a biological son and his fiance who live right next door to us. They came over also and we all had uh, breakfast together. I make a Christmas quiche the night before and homemade cinnamon rolls. Um, that's kind of a tradition that we have. Um, For Christmas morning. And so we had coffee and enjoyed all of that and a little bit of time. And it was just easy and kind of more on the quiet side. Um, And it was really good for our boys. We were expecting our older son, Andre, and his wife and children and his in-laws for dinner. Um, But some of them were under the weather and they didn't end up coming at all. It ended up being just the four of us, my husband and I and our two boys. Um, So it was a quiet day. Um, But, you know, after all the hubbub and the hustle and bustle leading up to Christmas and all the things we have to do as um, especially moms, uh, I kind of liked, you know, the quieter day. Um, I prepared our traditional Christmas dinner. The four of us ate as a family. Um, And then the next day, the day after Christmas, Andre and his wife and kids did come up over Uh, my son from next door and his fiance and Anna and her boyfriend, everybody kind of came up for a leftover. So it was sort of like a round two, Um, but low key. And really, overall, it was good for our boys. I, I realized I've come to realize that my boys do better with smaller doses of even family. And you know, that's okay. Now, Wayne and I and Slava are up at our camp in the Adirondacks of upstate New York. That's where I'm recording from. So I'm remote. So it might sound a little bit different. Um, And uh, we have some friends and uh, Jordan, our other son, coming up um, to ring in the new year with us um, because I'm actually recording this a few days before the new year um, so that you have it on time. Uh, But You know, just being up here in the Adirondacks um, is good for all of us. It's peaceful. Uh, We're in nature. Um, It really, really ministers to us. So I'm just grateful to have this place and that we're here for the holiday. Also, continued prayers for my grandson, Killian. Um, if any of you are following my social media following that and praying I greatly appreciate it um it continues to be a roller coaster ride for my daughter and son-in-law uh you know now Killian is teething so on top of all of the heart stuff um it's just he's extra cranky with a stuffy he nose he needed to go back on some oxygen um, It it's really taking a toll on the, on my daughter and son-in-law. So please keep them in your prayers. You can follow my social media, um, especially Facebook. I share on Facebook um, everything that my daughter posts. There is a Facebook page, um, Killian John, cardiac warrior. Um, I tend to share those posts. So if you just follow me or if you want to follow the Killian John cardiac warrior page, you're welcome to do so. My daughter is very faithful to give details prayer requests and pictures and sometimes even videos every day. Um, so if you're following that and praying, thank you so much. And, and I hope that you do check that out. Um, Killian is the firstborn son of my daughter, Missy, who joined our family in 1999 through a kinship placement, we eventually adopted her. And you can read our family's full adoption story, how all of our kids came home. In my book, Orphans No More, A Journey Back to the Father, uh, you can grab a copy wherever you pick up your books. If you order it from Amazon, I would just hugely appreciate it if after you read it, you go in there and leave me a review. My goal is to have 100, 100 reviews. Um, And I think we're at like 60-something. So your review counts. So thank you so much. Now, before I share my message today, I have a New Year's message of encouragement for you. We do have some important uh, announcements. Natalie Vecchione of the FASD Hope Podcast and Sandra Flack of the Adoption and Foster Care Journey Podcast would like to invite you to join their hope for the FASD journey. A virtual support community for parents and caregivers raising individuals with an FASD, diagnosed or not. This faith based community includes an online bi monthly support group, a monthly VIP conversation, and a private Facebook group which includes a video devotional from Natalie and Sandra every Saturday. To register, visit justicefororphansny.org forward slash training. And coming up in early 2023, I will be offering two online workshops. The first one is a free 45-minute lunch and learn, which is an introduction to FASD, fetal alcohol spectrum disorders. That is on Wednesday, January 18th at 1 p.m. Eastern time. And then the other workshop is a three-hour deep dive into FASD where I will use um, the FACETS neurobehavioral model. I am a certified facilitator of the FACETS neurobehavioral model, so I will be using that in that three-hour training. That one is on Saturday, January 21st at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, You have to register for... Um, either one of those or both of those, um, even though the lunch and learn is free, when you register, that's how you get the Zoom link. Um, and then there is a registration fee for the three hour deep dive. Um, to register for either of these online workshops, you can visit our website, justicefororphansny.org, and click on events. Um, and there's also a link in the show notes for this podcast episode so that you can easily find it there. Also, be sure to check out all of our bonus episodes with Dr. Jared Brown. Dr. Brown specializes in childhood trauma, FASD, autism, and so much more. Um, This series of episodes with Dr. Brown focuses on topics of particular interest to us adoptive and foster parents. Um, We dive into topics such as prenatal trauma, complex trauma, FASD, screen time, working memory, cognitive flexibility, just so many, many things. Um so you're gonna to want to check it out. Uh they're all listed there in our regular lineup of podcasts. This uh the regular episodes like the one you're listening to right now of the adoption and foster care journey. Regular episodes drop um, on Mondays. The special bonus episodes with Dr. Brown drop on Fridays. You won't want to miss any of them. They do all land up land in the same place, um, but I just want you to keep a special lookout for the episodes with Dr. Brown. We are going to be doing a total of 20 episodes with him in the series. We've, I think we've done about 16 or 17 so far Um, in the new year here. We're going to be recording a few more with Dr. Brown. We took a break over the holidays. He also had some sickness. Um, So we'll be resuming in early January. Um, So be on the lookout for those, but those are, they've been some of our most popular and most downloaded episodes. So you're going to want to check those out for sure. Also, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode and so that other adoptive, foster, and kinship caregivers can easily find the show and be encouraged and equipped too. So now to my New Year's message of encouragement for you. Throughout uh, the month of December, I was bringing uh, a message each week focusing on Advent, Um, And I mentioned a few times the word remain kept coming to me. So I decided that I was going to claim the word remain for my 2023 word of the year. You know, everybody likes to have their word of the year. Um, Sometimes, you know, by February, we forget what the word was, but um, I'm claiming remain. And um, I just really feel like it's something that the Lord keeps putting on my heart the word remain means to stay in a place one has been occupying i looked it up that's the online dictionary version of remain to stay in a place one has been occupying so in order to remain in christ we must already be there we must already be in his presence and if we're feeling like we're just not there and I confess at times, that's how I feel, then how do we get there? I know one thing for sure, I wanna start out 2023 with my relationship with Jesus as my top priority, I wanna remain in him. So how do I, how do we make that happen? So as I've pondered that question lately, another scripture caught my attention and i i love psalm 91 i think every time i mention a verse i say i love this is one of my favorites i love it and it's just you know i say that about a lot of them but it's true um psalm 91 i'm going to read to you verses 1 and 2 out of the niv and it says whoever dwells in the shelter of the most high will rest in the shadow of the almighty i will say of the lord He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. So what does dwell mean? Because I want to remain. Now, this verse is saying whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High. Well, the dictionary definition of dwell is to live in or at a specified place. So really, before we can remain, we must first dwell. Dwell in the shelter of the Most High. That is where we find rest and safety and protection. Now, Psalm 91 verses 1 and 2 in the Message Bible says this. You who sit down in the high high God's presence. I'll start over. You who sit down in the high God's presence, spend the night in Shaddai's shadow, say this. God, you're my refuge. I trust in you and I'm safe. So we're going to sit down in the high God's presence and spend the night in Shaddai's shadow. So that means we must dwell or live in his presence day and night. That's what I want to do. It's what I know I need to do. Um, If I want to successfully navigate this journey of raising kids from hard places, kids prenatally exposed to alcohol and other drugs, neurodiverse kids, kids with an alphabet of diagnoses, uh, you know, those are the children that we're parenting. And we parents on this journey face a lot of trials. It's not an easy road. In fact, if we read the rest of Psalm 91, and I'm not going to take the time to read the whole thing to you, I trust that you'll be able to do that. Um, But if you read through that, some interesting words are found. Uh, Words like the fowler's snare, pestilence, terror at night, arrow by day, plague. None of these words sound encouraging. Yet when we face them, and we will, we don't have to succumb to them if we are dwelling and remaining with Christ. In John 16, Jesus says, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Friends, this parenting caregiving road is hard it is filled with trials and tribulations. We've been called to the hardest work. We are all at different seasons with kids at different ages and stages. Even we as caregivers are at different seasons in our lives. But no matter what season we're in, no matter what stage our kids are at, we can't do this journey without Jesus. I'm like, here I am 33 years into parenting and i'm in the hardest season ever i cannot do this without remaining in the lord we must dwell we must live in his presence and then we must remain there stay there like a constantly plugged in connection now with that word remain all the time i've i've really been in john Chapter 15, again, some of my favorite scriptures here. Um, John 15, verse four, Jesus says, "'Remain in me as I also remain in you. "'No branch can bear fruit by itself. "'It must remain in the vine. "'Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me.'" In that one verse, Jesus used the word remain four times. So I'm thinking that's pretty important. Then in in verse five, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Friends, fellow caregivers, This is our roadmap for the journey. Remain in Jesus, because apart from him, we can do nothing. So how do we remain in him? Well, I'm thinking we probably already know the answer, right? To remain in him. Well, we need to be in him. We need to be in his word. So reading and meditating on the word of God. I like to keep a thankfulness journal. I've mentioned that before. Of course, praying, praying, prayer and worship. We're all familiar with these. It's not like rocket science. Um, The key is being intentional day and night, every day. That's what dwelling and remaining means. We have to be intentional and we have to be constant day and night. So let me just share some practical tips and reminders with you about these um, ways that we can remain about being in the word, keeping a thankfulness journal, praying and worshiping. So first off, reading and meditating the word of God, this should be the first thing we do every morning before we open a single app on our phone, before we check on email, before we check our social media or turn on the TV news, we must open our Bible. Okay, you can make your cup of coffee first. I always do. I make my cup of coffee and then I sit down, but it is so tempting sometimes just to want to check that email or, you know, see how our social media post is going or whatever. There's always those pulls to distract us. But Let's start off the new year by challenging ourselves and on purpose not opening up anything until after we've opened up our bible. Get a devotional book, get a bible study, um get a new journal for the new year, something to get us going. I've got a new journal that I'm that I'm that I'm using um and it's just a way just a, a tool to kind of Get us going if we have it at our ready. If we have a a basket or maybe a certain table that we keep our things on, Um, I always have my things all together wherever I am or whatever room I like to sit in to do my morning quiet time. I make it an inviting little place, a cozy little place. I have a blanket, Um, I can put my feet up. I pull out my Bible. I always have a basket with my Bible, my journals, um, pens, that kind of thing. Everything is there. So all I have to do is sit down with my cup of coffee, sit in the presence of the Lord, and dive into the word. And I'm starting 2023 20, with a blank journal um, because I, I and I I've done all of these things. I've I've used a morning devotional book, um, I've used a Bible study that I like to work on each morning a little bit. Um, But I have to say that many, many years ago, um, I, my strategy back then was I just kind of would pick a book of the Bible, whatever I felt drawn to, and I would read whether it be a portion of a chapter or a whole chapter, but really not much more than that. I would just sometimes read just a few verses and whatever I felt like the Lord was speaking to me, I would write it down in my journal. I would write the verses out. I would write down whatever I felt like the Lord was telling me about it. And I would even write down my prayer surrounding it. And it was really back in the days when I was doing that specifically every morning, that was some of my sweetest time with the Lord. It was during those, those years that when we were adopting our kids and, and um, it was just really a way that I feel like the Lord really spoke to me. And, and, Quite honestly, I haven't used that method in quite some time. I've relied on a devotional book or I've relied on a Bible study. So I've just decided recently that, you know what, I'm going to go back to just my Bible and a journal and just journal and write whatever I feel like the Lord is telling me. Some mornings I have like a whole five minutes to do it. Sometimes I could linger for 30 minutes, you know, whatever. There's no there's no magic secret formula. It is whatever works for you, um, but do it, but do it because... This is one vital way that we can remain in the Lord is to be in his word because he is the word. So we need to be in the word. Um, And that is, you know, kind of my segue into the next one, which is my thankfulness journal. I've shared on this podcast before um, how I keep a thankfulness journal that I write in every morning as part of my quiet time. And I know some people, they have a journal, a thankfulness journal, and they write in theirs at night before bed, whatever works, right? Whatever works best for you is fine. But I find that every day when I write out everything that I'm thankful for, it helps me to keep perspective Um, that even on the hard days, God is still faithful. I can always find something to be thankful for a hot shower, you know, that I got to have a hot cup of coffee. Um, that my husband brought takeout home for dinner. Like whatever it is. in most mornings, i'm I'm able to write three, five, six, seven things just depending on what comes to mind. Um so you know, grab a notebook or another journal, whatever you have, and start recording what you're thankful for as part of your daily time with the Lord. And don't forget to number them. Start off with number one and just go through and number them until you have filled that notebook the my thankfulness journal that i'm currently using i started last march march of 2022 and every line i write on i start with the number and you know this morning it was it was number 2969 things that i'm thankful for so it's pretty cool when you number it that way and you do that um and it's just sort of a becomes a log of just all of this the things that the lord is doing in my life the big things and the little things so I just highly recommend it because it's also, I see it as a form of worship because I'm giving God glory for the things that I'm writing down because I'm thanking him for them. And while I'm on the topic of journals, you can use a regular, you know, lined subject notebook or treat yourself to a fancy, pretty colored one. They make one, all kinds of, of journals nowadays, all different colors with flowers or sparkles or whatever. Um, and I like the pretty ones because they seem a little bit more special. And um, you know, it's for that special time I have with the Lord and it makes it kind of fun. So whatever it is, make sure you have yourself a couple of journals that you can use one, especially for um, your thankfulness, thankfulness journal. Um, And then the next, the next key here is prayer. Of course, prayer is necessary. We all know that, but I think sometimes we can be kind of skittish about prayer or intimidated or make it out to be more complicated than it really is. Like, Oh, I don't know if I have an hour, you know, to spend with the Lord or whatever. Um, You know, but I've been walking with the Lord for like over 33 years. Most of my praying is done all throughout the day, like a constant conversation with God. I mean, I take some time in the morning for sure, but again, it's not like a long, exhaustive time, you know, of prayer. Um, I do most of my praying all throughout the day. First uh, Thessalonians five verses 16 through 18 says, rejoice always pray without ceasing Give thanks in all circumstances. So pray without ceasing. Prayer doesn't have to be hours or even one hour long each day in order to count as prayer. It's supposed to be without ceasing, like never stopping all day long. A continuous conversation with the Lord in the morning. You can pray before meals. You can pray in the shower Pray in the car. My favorite time to pray is if I actually get to be alone in the car, pray um, before I talk to that kid about that thing or before I vent to my husband or when I sit down to have my cup of coffee or, you know, before I call a friend or before I head to do an IEP meeting when I lay my head down at night during the night when sleep doesn't come and I'm at that stage in life when sleep doesn't always come. So pray prayer is not a start and amen and you're done kind of thing it's a continuous conversation with the lord all throughout the day no matter what you're doing no matter where you are no matter who you're with um now in the morning i do take time to listen and not just do all the talking because i while i'm praying throughout the day you know a lot of times it's those quick you know quick prayers um and they count They certainly count, but in the morning, when I sit and have my quiet time, while I do spend some time in prayer, I do also spend some time just trying to listen because, you know, a one-sided conversation isn't really much fun for anybody. We really need to be listening to the Lord as well. Um, But prayer is so important Um, and, you know, take time, take time to listen Um, but the conversation should be continuous because, you know, Christ is with us. Christ is in us. So we have full access to him. So we can talk to him all day and night, all throughout the day and night. He is always there for us. And finally, worship. Now, sometimes I find myself thinking, you know, I worship more easily at church when someone else is leading it than I do anywhere else. But you know, let's consider what worship is. Um, again, looking it up online, um, worship is the feeling or expression of reverence and adoration. Well, I can express reverence and adoration for God anytime, anywhere. doesn't have to be when I'm in church, you know, during the worship part of the service. But when I'm writing in my thankfulness journal, that's a form of worship. When I sit in my quiet time, when I give God glory for a gorgeous sunset or the pristine beauty of freshly fallen snow, whatever it is, when I take just a few seconds to acknowledge and praise the Lord for whatever it is, you know, that's worship. Worship is giving God glory for the little things and the big things. And we can do that every day, all day long as well. So Reading and meditating on God's word, keeping a thankfulness journal, praying without ceasing all throughout the day, and worshiping are all part of remaining in Christ. And in remaining, we find our strength for the challenges we face as parents and caregivers of kids from hard places, the strength and ability to do all things, because without him, we can do nothing. So let's start off the new year together, intentionally remaining in Jesus. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Adoption and Foster Care Journey. Be sure to tune in next week. I'm going to be bringing a message about um, the character primary characteristics of FASD. I'll pick up where we left off on the list. Um, and then we have some great guests coming up for you as well. So stay tuned. And of course, be sure to be on the lookout for those episodes with Dr. Jared Brown. I hope you feel encouraged and better equipped for your parenting journey by spending some time with me today. Um, and for some more help along the way, be sure to check out our website for resources for the foster, adoptive, and kinship caregivers. Uh, we have, uh, in addition to uh, the, the uh, announcements you heard earlier, we do have our hope for the FASD Journey virtual support community, um, our intro to FASD Lunch and Learn and our upcoming uh, deep dive into FASD, where I will be breaking down the facets neurobehavioral model. Again, you can find all of our resources um, on our website at justicefororphansny.org. And as always, I like to give a shout out to some of our business sponsors, Tri-Nuclear Corporation, Bishop Boudry Construction, National Bank of Cooksaki, and Coleman Insurance Agency, These businesses care about children and families in crisis, and they help us do what we do. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to let us know by subscribing and leaving a review and let your fellow adoptive and fostering friends know about this show so that they can listen and be encouraged and equipped too. be sure to find and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at justice for orphans. And you can follow me too, Sandra Flack on both of those platforms. And I'm grateful that you spent your valuable time with me today. I am thrilled to have you along for the journey. And I look forward to spending the new year with you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Adoption and Foster Care Journey podcast brought to you by Justice for Orphans. We hope you were encouraged today. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review and share it with your fellow foster and adoptive parent friends. So they can be encouraged too. Be sure to find and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Justice for Orphans. And check out our website for vital resources at justicefororphansny.org.